Some people used to say I was running because I really wanted to be vice president. I think I've pretty well settled that question. And we're back with more on Governor Nikki Haley's big speech today. She says she's not going anywhere. She's vowing to stay in the race until the last voter votes. My panel joins me now to discuss. Uh, Karen, let's start with you. A big day for Nikki Haley. She said she's not going to follow in the footsteps of the other, quote, fellas, <laughs> by conceding uh, to Trump in the race. She is polling, and it's just a poll. It's not a, an election count, but it is a poll. 20 points behind Trump in her home state of South Carolina. Hmm? She isn't able to name a state where she might be able to beat Trump in a primary or caucus over the next several weeks. What do you make of her decision? Well, everybody is in it to win it till they're not. So, of course, this week leading into the primary, she's got to say she's in it as a way to try to motivate voters. But it's also a way to potentially preserve her options for, say, 2028, to say, I wasn't one of the ones who just got in line and followed along. I stood my ground. I stood tough. So hopefully she's thinking forward to her future and what, how she acts now, how will that impact her going forward? How much of her decision to stay in the race, do you think, is based on the possibility that Trump is convicted of a crime and she wants to be there as a plan B for the GOP? That may be part of her calculation. I don't think that it is likely to turn out that way, even if the first piece of that equation happens. If for some reason Donald Trump can no longer be the Republican nominee, I think because of the very sharp criticisms that she has lobbed at him and knowing how popular he is within the party, if this were to go to a convention where the party has to choose someone different, I suspect that her brave new tone here on Donald Trump that has gotten much tougher over the last few weeks is actually not going to help her in that uh, sort of mission. Um, but I do think that it's positioning her as almost the new Chris Christie in the race, if you will, the person who says, I'm the only one that's bold enough, brave enough to stand up to Donald Trump. Um, maybe it's to try to say how many people in the party are not Trumpist, and she wants to be able to give them that ability to put their name on a ballot. Well, this is my question for you, based on what you just said about her standing her ground, being able to say, you know, that she, she you know, when the going got tough, she, that she, she was still Is that rewarded in the GOP these days, being a... <laughs> truth teller or is that punished it appears not to be oh however and you would know better than i kristen it does seem that there are republicans who believe that there will be a day after trump for the good of the country i hope that's true and that what is that part what does that version of the republican party look like who are those people who will lead that i don't know when that's coming i don't it does not appear that voters will reward her for that line of thinking but it's possible. I mean, it's possible that there is the makings of, you know, another version of the Republican Party. This, see, I, I don't, there is something about Donald Trump and the GOP that I just don't see, I don't I have a difficult time envisioning the party moving on. He yeah. already lost, and the party's still not moving on. Right. Even if he loses again this November, assuming he's the nominee, I don't think the party's, I mean, first of all, he'll say that everyone cheated. Right. Uh, and he, I think he's going to stay as long as he can stand upright. I think that's likely. Um, you know, I, I completely agree that there are some Republicans, not a majority of the party, probably closer to 20, 25 percent, who do want this post-Trump GOP, and they are hoping after hope that it will emerge, and it will emerge soon. But They've been Jake, hoping for nine I, I'm years. I'm with you. I, I feel right. like at a certain and point, 
you know, there was a moment shortly after, I recall very specifically, right after January 6th, where someone like me really thought, okay, this is the moment. This is the rock bottom, right? This is if the GOP is going to break up with Donald right, Trump. Deadly insurrection. On, right. This will be it. And as we saw, that didn't really happen. Well, so I'm skeptical that that moment yeah, me too. is coming and, and in the short term. I don't disagree with that. And look, fundamentally, his grasp on the Republican Party is pretty ironclad. I mean, look at what is happening in Congress right now. We can't get a border deal because he said no, not because Democrats weren't willing to come to the table with new ideas or tougher ideas, but because he told the Republicans in the House, I don't want this deal. So you're right. And the other thing I will say, last night, that I worry about for the Republican Party is yeah. all of these young Republicans who have now learned, oh, this is politics. This is how we're supposed to do politics, the way we saw it with Tea Partiers, who, have, who now are invoking some of those same strategies and tactics. I, I want to play this moment. President Biden was asked who he would rather run against, Trump or Haley. Take a listen. Who would you rather challenge in November, Nikki Haley or Donald Trump? Oh, I don't care. You um... <laughs> He doesn't care. I don't believe uh, that. Yeah, he's smart to not answer it. But the answer is he'd rather not run against Nikki Haley. She consistently does outperform Donald Trump in almost Although everything. if she were to be the nominee, Donald Trump would take his part of the party and Very run true. as an independent Very or tell them to stay at home. Exactly. Karen Finney, Kristen Solti-Sanderson, thanks to both of you for being here.